Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the OTRS podcast. My name is Melina Wilson. I'm with the PR department, and today we have Rachel Minahan, Director of Global Marketing of the Americas in Asia, and Christina Maya, Director Global Marketing of EMEA, and this might be one of my favorite podcasts simply because it's right up our alley. We're talking about global marketing and PR, which is pretty much our forte. So let's start out with getting to know our guests today. So Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Melina. Um, I started in marketing probably 20 years ago. My background was actually in technology. And as the internet took off, um, I was able to get myself into website design, then social media, and eventually into an agency where I focused on, on the digital aspects of PR, which was what led me into this role here. Um, been at OTRS now for about four years. And the director role, I focus on um, the markets of the United States, Canada, uh, Brazil, Latin America, and Asia. So you definitely have a global experience there. And what about you, Christina? <laughs> well, hi there. Thanks for having me as well. It's lovely to speak to you. Yeah, my uh, marketing experience comes majorly from an agency background where I have been working for um, several companies and several B2B and B2C um, areas and uh, and industries and have been before OTRS where I've been currently working for seven months right now. Um, before that, I have been uh, working in a startup and directed the marketing in order to get it out there into the world. So you guys bring a little bit something different to the table as far as PR and marketing. So that definitely will help contribute to today's conversation. Uh, but before we dive in too deep, I think it might be important if we talk a little bit about the differences between marketing and public relations, which is what PR stands for, because amazingly, a lot of people don't realize that they're actually two completely separate things. So do you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, I think that while they are separate, there's a lot of overlap these days, um, both marketing and PR are focused on building awareness about the brand um, and making sure that people have the right information about whatever brand or product or solution you're trying to offer. Um, what makes them different is PR is sort of a communication tool whereby you're working directly with the media to try and get that information out. So you might be trying to get yourself in touch with news channels or magazines, um, even social media podcasts like this one here would be an example of PR work. Marketing is a little bit more broad than that. Um, it covers lots and lots of different aspects and usually has the goal of not just raising awareness, but also driving leads for the company. Um, and it, it's broad-based, so it includes things like um, website development, search engine optimization, um, even developing out the sales funnel and making sure all aspects of that are handled what would you add to that, Christina? There's probably more to say. Yeah, I mean, the bigger part of marketing is more or less advertising in general. Um, you already mentioned the many social medias, that uh, the many social media channels that we actually use for it, um, as well as anything that we can do to get out there. Events as well are a big part of what we do, um, trade fairs and, and actually all around the globe. And of course, um, our own company events as well. Absolutely. And so you each contribute something a little bit different to OTRS's very own PR and marketing team. 
Uh, can you each talk maybe a little bit about what you do on a daily basis, just so that our listeners can kind of get a better idea of maybe a day-to-day routine? Well, I guess the word routine is kind of funny because I would say every single day is completely different for us. <laughs> um, we work together very closely, so we touch base at least once a day to kind of talk through issues and make sure everybody's aligned. Um, and from there, it's about working with the different business units and our team members to make sure that we're getting the right messages out at the right times. Um, and so that is different every single day. Um, you know, sometimes we're planning out a campaign. Sometimes we're working with an agency to handle their you know, press release um, and make sure that they're on the right track. Uh, sometimes we're developing content ideas or restructuring the website. So I, I don't know about you, Christina, but I would say that there's no two days that are alike. I would com- I completely agree. It's, it's like every day, every day there's something else that needs tackling or that needs to be addressed in a way. And apart from the work that we that we closely do with the team together, so we're really working hands on and in an agile way. So if market conditions change, we react to it accordingly. And basically what Rachel and I um, do on a daily basis is not only trying to improve the quality um, of our team's work and our work in general, but also we try on improving to improve their work life, so to say. So we're responsible for the team, uh, make sure everything um, is happening according to plan, but also making sure that everyone has everything they need in order to do so. And for me personally, since, you know, I do contribute to the PR team, that's something that I have always really liked is that it's not the same old thing every single day that you come in. I mean, like today we're recording a podcast, but later we might be doing something completely and totally different. So if you're somebody who likes, you know, to mix it up as far as your work day, you're not just coming in and sitting, answering emails and then going home. It might be a really good career path to explore for you as well. And some people actually don't see the value in marketing. Some people have actually called it like a waste of time or you don't see a direct profit. So what's the point? Uh, obviously, we disagree with that. So, Christina, can you talk maybe a little bit about why you think marketing and PR can help contribute to a company's bottom line and why they're important? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, marketing is the biggest part of getting your product and everything that you want to sell on the market and everything that you want to tell about your company uh, into the world. So without marketing, there wouldn't be any news. There wouldn't be anything about on how your product is um, beneficial for your customers, on why it is important to have it, or on how you could profit from that. So marketing is basically, I would say, the one that connects us or connects companies to the outer world. Exactly. So if you have you know, the most amazing product in the world, but absolutely no one has heard of it or knows what it is, they're not going to buy it. Uh, a lot of people buy off brand recognition and things like that. Uh, or even just, you know, if they don't know that you're there, they can't buy your product. So I, I think marketing is really important. <laughs> um, and for those who say that you can't see uh, a direct profit or maybe that you can't measure it, uh, Rachel, do you have any ideas on some ways that you might be able to, um, you know, show that you are in fact successful through a measurable metric? Certainly measurement is always a question that comes up. Um, But there are key indicators, key performance indicators that we do look at. The most direct to the bottom line, as you were just talking about, is how many contacts we're getting through our various contact forms. 
stepping back from that, we might look at things like newsletter registration and document downloads and things like that to see if people are actually engaging with the brand and curious about what we're doing. And then taking it a step back further, we start to look at what's happening in the online world. So how many social media followers do we have? Um, what okay. kind of conversations are being had online? Things like that. So you're kind of measuring it at each step of the funnel to get an idea about, you know, are we improving in terms of how people look at our brand and how aware they are? And then are we actually turning that into more and more leads as we go? Exactly. And you touched on social media a little bit there. And I think that is a very powerful metric because, you know, you can say I have X amount of followers and in the last two months I have grown it by X. So that for sure is, you know, it's one portion of what we do. But I think that is a good way to get an idea, I guess, of how many people are finding your company and liking what you have to say, for sure. And then uh, OTRS is a global company, as you all know. And so with we have offices around the world, including places like Singapore, Germany, US, Mexico, Brazil. And can you guys maybe talk a little bit about why it's important to tailor our PR strategies to each market and why that is? Each market has different needs, different preferences, and different ways of using social media channels as well. For instance, one tool might be currently and frequently used in one area or one market, whereas in another market, it isn't used at all. So you really have to um, figure out on how to address which market how. And expanding on that just a little bit, Rachel, can you talk to us about some strategies that we at OTRS have used to implement um, our marketing strategy effectively in, say, two different countries? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think what Christina said is absolutely accurate. Each market has its own unique sense. I mean, we're a global economy for sure, and so there's a lot of overlap, but it's not 100%. So language is an obvious contributor, very important. <laughs> In each area, people understand what you're saying. <laughs> so if you're marketing to a market, <laughs> if you're marketing to a market, where people don't use English as their first language, it's important to address people in a language that they're comfortable in. So we work with a lot of our subsidiaries to help with translation of all different kinds of content. That's definitely one of our key strategies. Each month we have routine meetings with all of the stakeholders from the subsidiaries to talk about their marketing goals, what they're trying to achieve, which products they're trying to position in their markets, um, and our agencies, our PR agencies as well, to talk about what the news cycle is like in their various areas and to make sure we have a handle on you know, what's happening in each part of the world and how our product and solution fits into that. So it's a lot about communication with people, making sure you have a good understanding of what each market needs and then being able to deliver it in a format that makes sense to the people who are going to be reading it and consuming your content. Absolutely. I mean, that that certainly makes sense to me that, you know, you're going to have to tailor things a little bit to each person. I mean, you see that in uh, movies even where like if it comes out in a different language, they'll change something little uh, to make it more relevant to that specific audience. Like a joke doesn't land as well in Japan as it does in the U.S. for certain reasons, things like that. So it's it's kind of kind of the same concept. You got to know who you're talking to and cater to that. The funny thing is that sometimes you don't really know what's going to happen. Sometimes we even test um, test some ads out 
For instance, um, as we are of course addressing B2B market, we do a lot of campaigning over LinkedIn. And the thing is, when we try out new campaigns, we try to set up the same visuals for several markets and see which one is preferred by which market. And the difference is immense. So it is, it is never the same for each market. And so kind of building on that, what are some challenges that international companies can expect to face, especially if they're just expanding into a new international market? Well, I think expansion takes resources. Um, so whether you're talking about having people in place who can help you with the translations or help you navigate the business environment down you know, in a specific area, um, or you're talking about financial investment, you really need to consider what resources you're going to be able to invest. You can't just step into it and say, hey, we're here. You know, I know our subsidiary in Brazil works very, very hard to make it known in their area that they are physically present and they're there to offer service to their customers who are local. Um, and it really helps out those relationships to have somebody local in the market who can support you. But if you can't have employees on staff, I think also working with agencies in the area can help you bring in the local needs and the local flavor a little bit more as well. So if you're not ready to hire, I think maybe stepping out in, into a new market with agency support is really important. I completely agree with that. Uh, in one of my past careers, I, I organized international soccer tournaments and tours. I would take American players and help them travel all over the world. And one of the places that we frequently traveled to was Spain. And so we would often have local Spaniards on hand to help organize some of the day-to-day the -day logistics that would be hard to do abroad. So building off of that, you know, some of the communication can be a little bit challenging or the cultures. For example, I would often try and get in touch with them and it would be a little bit hard. And then when they finally answered, there was this one guy that I worked with who would answer it sitting on the beach with no shirt on. And that was just how he took his business calls, which is not something <laughs> you would typically see in America. Uh, so do you guys have any funny or challenging situations that you found yourself in since you guys work on an international level constantly? Oh, yes. Many, many of that sort. I think talking about one situation that Rachel and I had in the beginning, which is which was actually all about connotation, you know, when especially when people talk in a language that is not their own. It is all about the connotation that you bring along and the connotation of a word is always a cultural a cultural heritage, so to speak. And for instance, uh, a very, very minor example, but still, when, when addressing people via an email, if you say, dear, so I always wrote, dear Rachel, as we had known each other for quite some while, I thought like this was a good way to address because when you in German uh, write, dear Rachel, like liebe Rachel, it is a very personal and a very close approach. It means you know each other, and you, you like each other, you know? But actually, in English, of course, it is a very, very formal sentence and very formal way to address people. So Rachel was like, why do you dear me? And I was like, hey, what do you mean? <laughs> so yeah, you do have many differences of that kind, many challenges. Yeah, we're very fortunate. Um, the whole of the marketing team, while most of them are located in Germany, they're very, very fluid in speaking English. But it's helpful to have Christina there because, like she said, the connotation of some of the things that we say um, doesn't always translate well. 
<laughs> she really is able to fill that gap and help <laughs> make the two ideas meet. And I think that's something that you're going to run into pretty much no matter what. You can be as well-versed as, as you think you possibly can be, and then you'll you'll run into something funny like that. So that's just something that if you and your company are looking to expand into an international market, just be ready. There's going to be some hiccups, um, and some of them can be quite amusing. So I guess as we're kind of wrapping up a little bit here, do either of you have any advice for a company that's maybe looking to expand into a new market, particularly one that's international? Like, are there some basic steps they can take to have a higher likelihood of success? Well, I would say, do your research properly is one of the most important things. Do your research properly, find locals to really get into the market, to get insights on what is happening out there. What are the important factors? What are the influences that people worry about? And try to meet each other in person. It is, I mean, we are all living in a digital world and groups are more or less communicating over their computers, but meeting each other in person just gets you to another level of connection. When we all get together, there's a lot of laughter and a lot of joy that comes out and a lot more creativity that can spark things to carry us for the next six months or so. Um, I think nowadays it's important to really be aware of Zoom fatigue and, and make sure that you're giving people time and space to recharge their energy before you get on another call. And I think also, you know, like Christina said with the connotation, it's really, really important that you don't make snap judgments and that you remain open when you're communicating with people. Um, you know, people are trying to do their best worldwide and it, 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 if there's a miscommunication, just talk it through um, because it's only going to make you all better. Yeah. So if you have a team that is primarily remote, which if you have an international team, that's pretty much how that's going to work. That is definitely something to keep in mind is that something written in an email, especially you know, using maybe language barriers uh, may come off a way that's not necessarily intended. So I completely agree. Don't jump to conclusions. It might be worth, you know, getting on a call and just saying, hey, what did you mean by that? And you can avoid a lot of conflict that way. And doing remote team building and things like that can also help. But I completely agree that in person, um, even if it's just once a year or something like that, can make a big difference as far as team camaraderie and getting to know um, everyone that you work with and being able to work with them a little bit more easily uh, just from having that personal connection. So before we sign off today, do either of you have anything else you'd like to add? Try to appreciate one another. It's, it's a very specific, no, it's not specific. It's special to be able to be in contact with that many cultures and that many nationalities. And it is important to keep that up and, and keep it close. Absolutely. So anyway, I hope that you all got a nice little insight into what it's like to be a part of a global PR and marketing team. If you have any questions about what OTRS can do for you and your business, I encourage you to check out our website at otrs.com. And we will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening.